0: Welcome to Fear It Goes, the podcast all about taking your fears with you and doing it anyway. I'm your host, Brandi Taylor.
1: Hello, beautiful
0: souls, and welcome back to Fear It Goes, the health series. Today's guest is Scott Hutchinson. He is a practitioner of a very different sort. I'm so excited to introduce him to you today. He combines his knowledge of the body science metaphysics energy healing and the human condition all up my alley to help people improve their lives and heal we are looking at ourselves so often through the physical state of being and today we are going to talk about your energy and how that really does affect your physical state and how you can alter it so very exciting I'm so excited to bring you Scott and I should warn you We were kind of pre-recording some stuff before I even did the intro. So just letting you know, the intro comes later on. (laughs) But great, great content today. Super stoked to have Scott here and hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Your spiritual or energetic health dictates your physical and mental health.
1: (laughs) Ta-da!
2: Precisely. Yeah. And it's uh, how do we access those energies? Wow. Are we are we, do we have enough energy to harmonize with those organizing wisdoms, those energetic states, those sorry, expressions, right. from whatever dimension they're popping into ours. What, what is our formula to be able to get there? So I've been studying this for 10 years and I've get to, I'm literally sitting down with the guy who wrote the book on it. I had breakfast this morning and that was extraordinary. What it comes down to is yeah, energy. And understanding the types of energy that are uh, influencing you, the types of energy that power up those influencers. It's pretty cool stuff.
0: Well, and isn't it funny when you look at energy because it takes you out of, right? Vibrates higher. So when we look at ourselves from the energetic state, you're move, moving more into quantum, right? Mm-hmm. Where literally we are dealing with completely different set of laws and rules completely different set from an atomic level. And we think that that's complete what mystery, magic, whatever. We're already into the podcast. I can tell we're going to have to introduce this and I'm going to have to cut the intro in. That's okay. This is just pre-roll
2: everybody. We're going to actually define what we're talking about here in a few minutes here. Don't worry. Don't worry everybody.
0: Um, But it's, it's fascinating when you look at energy and how it's functioning and that really we are just dense. Energy and I always looked at us from this space. Once everything kind of like became very aware, I became very aware of what we were, mm-hmm. um, and when you do, it's it's jarring. For me, I found it really jarring because I didn't believe this.
1: Yeah,
0: I didn't believe this. I was like, you know, I'm this physical thing, and this is ha- this is how I am, and this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Until you realize this is not really who you are. It's only a part of who you are. And there are levels of to, to which you are. And
2: that well, in, in some traditions there's ten thousand versions of us. Right. Some well, of us some of us are in, in embodied like we are right now. And some of us have uh, never been embodied. They don't know what it's like to have a corporeal self. Right. And, and what and- if you were to merge the two?
0: <gasps> oh wait. We are. <laughs> we are merged, the two. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. But this is the fascinating part, is that we don't have to see it to know it exists. No. But I come from the science background. I came from very much the this, this space of, I can't believe it until I see it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that, <laughs> that's, that's a part of the thing. I mean, you could talk to something you blew in your face until you have an, an extraordinary experience.
0: Yep, and then you can't deny it. You can't deny it. Yeah, It just is. And it becomes, it just is. And then you start to recognize that there is a lot more going on than what is happening in your own head. Because what's happening in our head, I like to call it the truths and the lies. I like to joke around sometimes and call it the monkey and the squirrel. Mm-hmm. It's your fear and doubt. But really, it's your primitive brain at work. And it's had a very powerful function with us for a very, very long time and really for all of our existence. However, it's not the only part of us. And when we move beyond that, we start to see the power we really contain and what we are capable of doing with that power. So when I was speaking to Vincent last week, our functional medicine doctor, so I'm speaking with him and we're talking about, um, we're talking about food basically as medicine. And when you're dealing with acute symptoms... So I have an acute symptom. I have cut my arm and it's hanging, and I need it sewn back on. Right? I need medicine now. I need modern Western medicine now. Yes. But when we're dealing with long-term, when we're dealing with long-term symptoms or symptoms that were, I look at them very much this way. They start off very quiet, and we are not often aware enough with our bodies to recognize that this is happening. So they just get louder and more significant as time goes by, and then we start to really see symptoms, right? Like all of a sudden I'm diabetic. It's not all of a sudden. You have been progressing into that for the last five years or whatever it has taken. Alzheimer's or dementia, same thing. And actually they're saying that's about a 30 year process. And how funny is that when I look at food (laughs) and how we're feeding ourselves and I'm like, that's long-term inflammatory diet. That's it. It's long-term inflammatory diet. And this is the response. You have stressed your body out for 30 years and now this is your symptom but your symptom is severe. We can heal anything. Again, you're dealing with a completely different set of rules. So we can move through and clear the damages we've done in our conscious state. When we move into our higher state, higher vibration, energy space, a higher self, God state. There's like a million different ways to describe this. The subconscious not being the sleeping, right? But that side of us, we are capable of so much more.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, And there's more. And there's more. (laughs)
1: wait, there's There's more. more. (laughs) There's there's
2: always more. Uh, What if you could take an aspect of yourself that exists in a parallel dimension or another universe and pop that working mechanism, that working part, crystallized in that dimension, and just pop it into you?
0: So this goes to instead um, of
2: instead of getting rid of stuff, why why don't
0: we just exchange timelines? This is like just switching timelines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, so fascinating!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got so excited I knocked over my mic. Oh my god!
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I should do a proper introduction. All
2: right, lay it on me.
1: Oh
0: my god. Oh, Scott, thank you so much for being on Fear It Goes. Hang on, i got to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Man, can you tell I'm comfortable with you?
2: <laughs> this is good. This is good. All right.
0: I want to welcome you, Scott, to Fear It Goes. Thank you so much for joining us on this health series. I really wanted to flesh out some ideas around our health and what that means. A lot of people just assume your health is your body and I want to make sure that we are very clear with this series that it okay. is not just our bodies that contribute to our health. There are many factors, and we are going to flush some of those out today. Awesome. Very excited to bring this to you. And thank you so much for joining us here today, Scott.
2: Well, you're very welcome. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm in uh, sunny uh, Broomfield, color Colorado. Normally, I, I live in Calgary. Uh, my wife and I have a practice there. Which is what is your practice? Uh, Elan Family Wellness. I'm, right. Uh, I am the chief energy officer of the uh, <laughs> of the clinic there. She's a, she's a network spinal analysis, uh, actually network spinal uh, chiropractor in Calgary. Uh, you can see a little bit of that on the new, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow thing. I think it's episode five. Uh, a friend of ours, John Amaral is featured in this, which is pretty cool. The teachings of, uh, uh, that John is pulling for are from Dr. Donnie Epstein and Donnie. Uh, yeah. I, I've had the great pleasure of being in the room with him, hanging out with him. I just had breakfast with him this morning, not to toot my own horn, but, that's pretty,
0: <laughs> but that's uh, pretty amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, uh, there's, there's this guy named Tony Robbins. He's like right here. <laughs> this is, this is Donnie Epstein. And those two just kind of go off to India together to ashrams and hang out. So just so hang. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about health. Uh, let's, let's, let's start with our prevailing culture. Health is a, uh, is a destination. And then we dumped on that. We said, no, no, no. Health's a journey. Okay. I'd like to re- find that one more time say health is a relationship and if you put enough energy into that relationship it gets better if you take energy out of that equation out of that relationship it's going to get worse so the type of energy that you're pouring into that that's going to make the difference that makes the difference and any of this any of these questions that a person comes up against ask yourself what would love do
0: oh my God, I ask that all the time. And I joke around sometimes. I'm like, what would Jesus do? But Jesus, okay. I am not a religious person as in like following any religious sect or...
2: Um, Same. It's like, too much variety out there and it's all awesome, so...
0: Well, but the underlying principles are, in most of it, underlying principles are similar. And it's the message that when we're coming from that space of higher state, So, higher state to me means higher vibration, means our energies are more in sync with what we are. Um, Then we are coming from that state of what feels like absolute bliss, love, um, excitement, joy, reverence. Like it is just an incredible state of being. And that is us in our truest form without ego. And it's funny because I I find ego is such a fascinating animal within us <laughs> and I couldn't word it better because it does feel like an animal it comes up sometimes more pronounced and definitely more aggressive than other times sometimes it sits and it's in it's in hibernation and it feels dormant and it doesn't feel like it's really overtaking us and we feel pretty awesome and then there's other times we're working through something big and oh my god <sighs>
2: That animal is vicious. Let me ask you this. Are, <laughs> you, are you feeding your ego properly?
0: Ha, 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 ha. If Such you a starve, good question.
2: If you starve your ego, it's going to attract anything that it can latch onto. But if you're, right. if you're, if you're feeding it appropriately, you can build it up. And the impact in this world, you need an ego parallel or proportional to the amount of impact that you're going to make.
0: Now, when we are talking ego here, I do believe you and I are on the same page. Some people will think ego means egotistical and coming from that space. That's not what we're talking here. Ego is a tool. It's a guide. I find the ego is here to surface all the things that we are working through or um, experiencing to express our truest selves right that's yeah. what the ego's purpose is is to move us into a higher state of being
2: good you i agree? like that yeah it's it's if we're moving towards something instead of running away from something
0: or resisting which is yeah. often what happens in ego i don't want to yeah. face this i don't want to look at this and it's so much easier to just look at you <laughs>
2: But it's right. about you. It's not about me. Good. Well, that's that's spoken like a uh, <laughs> s- spoken like somebody who's kind of learned and mastered her orientation, where her <laughs> energy is organized. If you're doing this for others, mm. like th- they, this is a nice conversation for us, and it's a win-win. I I'm having a good time. You're having a good time. Right. But where the rubber meets the road is who are we influencing with this in a positive fashion? Right. That we know, and the people who we don't know, and for the people who come next in twenty years when they see this wonderful broadcast that you have, how are they going to be influenced and changed, and and go and do something positive for their family or their community or push that out into even something bigger? Yep. We don't know. We could be talking to the person who changes everything. And that's right. a, a that's not a burden. That is no. a privilege. So.
0: Oh, but. Isn't I find that life here is a privilege that we are so blessed to experience everything, and as much as okay, so I have to admit, my day was a little bit crazy today, it's Monday yep, and we're we're shooting, and you're the second podcast I've recorded literally this morning, which is awesome. yay, love that
2: very good yeah.
0: um however, uh my kids come back to me last night, and one is not feeling well. And the other one's kind of still not feeling well from like two days before. And I'm like, okay, but I don't really think they're sick. So this morning they get up. I'm like, okay, we're going to school. If you guys still feel shitty, I'll come pick you up after lunch, after i am done these recordings and talk about daily life. Right. So we are literally on the way to the first school, which is less than a 10 minute drive from my house. And my youngest goes, please give me a bag. I'm going to throw up, so uh, I'm like, oh my god, I, 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 please God. And I find a bag, and I'm literally like, we're driving. It's it's total like not okay. And I pass him this bag, and he just pukes. Oh my god, he's very. He was very sick this morning, so I'm like. Okay, so you are not going to school. And then my other one is just a disaster as well. And he's feverish. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't send you to school like this. This is terrible. I have all this stuff to do today. And yes. I have another meeting later on. How the heck am I gonna manage this? This is what I'm thinking. Okay, so this is my lovely, this is my lovely mind at work. Lovely mind at work and not heart and not not my highest state and not my expression of my best and highest self right? Yeah. So when my energy is misaligned, I'm very much in my head and I'm like getting mad and I'm experiencing all these low grade emotions and uh, super frustrated. And so we stop at both schools, get work for them so that they can stay home today. And I, I literally just sent them to bed. I'm like, go back to bed. You guys both need it. Mm-hmm. And, um, But it was it was funny because on the drive home, I said, And I'm I'm frustrated, so I'm kind of venting to them. And I said, I'm sorry. I want you to know that I'm not mad at you, that this is just frustration speaking. That's it. I'm sorry. I just want you to know that. I'm not mad at you. It doesn't mean that I don't love you. I'm just frustrated because I have a lot to do today. And then we get home and I send something off and I realize, okay, if I think from a space of honesty, as much as yes, this has pissed me off, and it's and it's put a wrench in my in my plans for how my day was going to lay out. I also had this. I'm really lucky. <laughs> I'm really fortunate, and I can be grateful for these moments, even though they're sick and this is a pain in my butt. It totally derails what I was planning on doing. I can move this into the space of gratitude very easily. By thinking this, I'm really grateful that they are here. Number one, that they're, yeah, they're sick, but they're healthy ish. You know what I mean? They are still here. They're not in a hospital somewhere. They're not, they haven't passed away. They, like, I'm lucky. There's, they're still in one piece, and this is something that they're gonna, it will pass. And I have an opportunity to learn patience. Oh, that word for me seems to be painful. Yeah. <laughs> and for so many of us, we live in this world and this state in our evolution where everything is instantaneous. So why can't I have instant health? Why can't I have an instant um, gratification? Why can't I have instant whatever I want? Why, why can't I just go to my job or go to, you know, go to my office and do what I was planning on doing? Why does it have to be real? Why can't they be instantly better?
2: Well, you know, Tony Robbins says life happens for you, not to you. And when it starts to happen for you, when it starts to feel like it's happening all over you, that's usually your energetic state. Woke up with a massive amount of structure that you had to contend with. Yeah. And you were trying to behave within it the way that you figured was accordance to it. And then life starts happening and starts throwing a wrench in it. And you feel this, this anxiety and tension well up yep. in your body because you want to help someone else, which is your primary way of being. And then you realize, wait a minute, something a little closer to me needs,
0: needs some attention. Needs
2: the, needs the attention. Yeah. And this is not only a, a, a lesson for you, which is fantastic. yay! But it's also <laughs> a teaching, a teaching point for your children that when they're sick, they have mm-hmm. the ability to reach out to you in whatever capacity that they have to make their, their needs known to you. A, a child won't tell you how they're feeling other than, yeah, mom, I feel sick today, right. until they demonstrate a behavior. And that's usually where it comes out. Then you really know. Like throwing up in the backseat is a right. definite a definite thing <laughs> that you need to look at. <laughs> Couldn't ding, you ding, ignore ding, that ding, ding. at all. You can't ignore that. So uh, – where I'm going with this is, is understanding that that is, that was how it's supposed to play out today. That is the weaver at work going, okay, we're going to move these chess pieces around the board. And based on how she's doing with her energy, she's either going to receive the gift or it's going to go blow right by her. And that's an opportunity for us to do it again to her, or (laughs) she's going to get it or she's going to get it. Right. And it'll be so deep within her right, or better yet, so out there to the world that she's going to want to share it to everyone she meets. And that is a a chance, an opportunity for you to make a change in other people's lives.
0: So this is the thing that I find about resistance. And again, when you look at energy and how it resists, what it causes. So I look at it very much from a space of resistance or flow, right? We are flowing and everything seems to be moving nicely and we feel good about it and everything's happy. And then we resist things we don't want because we have preconceived ideas around these emotional states, right? I don't want this. I wanted this this way. And I just gave you a great example of I had expectations and I wanted it this way. Well, sometimes life doesn't happen like that, but it will happen. And I do believe that life happens for us, not to us. If it happens to you and you're always seeing it to you, you're in victim state. And that's, again, you're very much in your head and playing out a role that can be worked through, can be worked through. But um, it's, it's very interesting the opportunities we have to gain from every experience we're having. I very much saw that this morning after this kind of played itself out as it was playing out. I went, I have an opportunity to show you that you're supported. I have an opportunity to show you that you are absolutely loved no matter what. And whether or not I believe that you're sick, which earlier on, I have to admit, I didn't really believe they were sick. Kids cry wolf a lot. Mine do. (laughs) Um, Couldn't deny the fact that he was sick once he puked. (laughs) There is no denying that. Uh That was kind of a blessing for me that he gave me showing me, yes, I really am sick, because then I couldn't deny it anymore. And then I'm just gonna work with it, right? Uh I'm gonna work with it. I'm not gonna work against it. I'm not gonna resist it. The resistance is the think of it this way: if we are a river, okay, and water is flowing, and that's just us in normal state, right? We're not resisting anything. Water is just flowing. It's great. Uh Then we come across some rapids. Well, what are those rapids? They're rocks underneath. They are creating current. They are creating, they are creating these barriers that now make it more difficult for that water to flow. Right? So every rock that we place, every barrier that we put up, every thought that we think that creates the resistance to whatever we're experiencing, because that's where it all starts. I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this. We've stuck another rock, another boulder, another tree, another whatever in our way. And now our water has to deviate. It has to move. It has to move around these things. We are not in the same easy flow. And it's us. I had a dream about this. It's this the weirdest thing um, about resistance. Remember I told you I got really sick in December? Yeah. Yeah. So I had like crazy fevers, which I talked about on the podcast. Um, But I had this one dream and it was the weirdest thing. It was literally about resistance. And so I'm laying there and I'm in fever. So like, trust me, there's almost no resistance
1: when you're that (laughs) sick. Like
0: your mind just is like checked out. So um, something comes up and I'm like, oh, that's really lovely. And then, then a thought comes in and I'm not kidding, a door showed up. And then a wall showed up, another thought, a wall, a wall, a wall. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm thinking this, get rid of the thoughts. So the thoughts clear and, the, and then it's open again to whatever it is that I'm thinking or, or wanting or whatever it is. And then my thought comes in and there's the barrier again. There's the stone, the tree, the whatever that's not allowing that flow of water, that flow of us, that flow of energy to move. And so now it, it's created this barrier. Our thoughts are, it was shocking to me. Like, it was so profoundly visual in this freaking dream. I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't believe
1: this.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, the adage, if you're in your head, you're dead. It, uh, I heart, would love our, to. You. Our thoughts, our, our mind is designed to uh, downsize us and keep us busy. It's a trick of the mind. It is yep. something. The flow of information is from somewhere else. And based <laughs> on the amount of energy that we're carrying, we can get better thoughts or worse thoughts. If, right. we are, if you're in like that state of being, something was guiding you to shut those things down. Shut yeah. them down. Put a barrier up. Put a barrier up. And you should count yourself very fortunate because a lot of people who get to that state of that weakness in their physical body they cannot control the amount of information coming in. They cannot control the type of information coming in, and they will take actions or have uh, or set up structures in their lives that are not conducive to them actually carrying on recently um, this is it, it is related um, i was I was approached by someone who uh, tried to commit suicide twice right not very good. And uh, she introduced me to a fellow who uh, in December of 2019 jumped off a bridge and based upon him not having the external energy to build him up on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. basically looking after his parents that was taken away from him and he wasn't able to do that. Part of his identity was now shrunken smaller and smaller. And he felt that his world was closing in. And the only way out was to go logically to him was to go jump off a bridge because it felt like everything was over.
0: Well, because again, you just stated it. It's looking at the external for filling yourself. And that's not where we fill ourselves from. That's temporary. Well, for, for him,
2: that was his, his life.
0: Oh, I, I don't disagree. For almost all of us, it is until at, it's
2: not. At that energy level of his, uh, his coherence within his body, within his life, within his, his reality, that was perfect. And when it was taken away, he dropped an order. He would drop down to energy poor. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. He's now at a high neutral based on a new expanded vision mm-hmm. that he has and this reorganization not only of his body and his whole life is now giving him different circumstance now his circumstance is is just a it's just a temporary blip what needs to change is his whole psychology, his whole yeah. use of energy, the ecological uh, management of his, his flow of information outside yeah. to in or inside to out, uh, those need to be defined correctly for him to be able to su- succeed. And what's going to make the difference is him having a purpose that he can truly get behind that's not about himself. Right. Himself, he'll go to the dark place every time, he'll drop state. Because there's no energetic resource inside of his thoughts, inside of his body. It, right. just, it just doesn't exist. It comes from contribu- contribution to others, making a difference in other people's lives. And in, in a lot of cases, at his own expense of his own vitality and his own advancement in this world. Right, Where he's going to make the difference now is expanding his vision so far. So like crazy big like crazy big Yep, that he'll naturally pop up a state. And when he's in that new state, all that other shit's just going to dissolve. It's going to be gone. He's going to have a new relationship with those past experiences. He's going to have a new relationship with his past body, all that pain, all that suffering, all that dark places. Now it's going to have light, sh- light shined upon it and it's going to shift his relationship with his mom, who's just passed away, his mm-hmm. dad, who's in the home. Those are all going to shift.
0: It's amazing how every single relationship in your life shifts once you have a better relationship with yourself and the better relationship with yourself starts from inside. I, I joke when I say it's all about you, baby, but it really is. It's all about you. Nothing in our external world is there for anything other than to show us, one, what we are holding onto baggage wise, our meanings we've placed on things and to experience our greatest expression. So that's our external world. Our internal world is where we derive everything from, where we derive our wisdom and knowledge, and where we derive our power. And when we keep looking externally for that, it's temporary. It's like band-aiding, constantly band-aiding. It's why it's, you know, hey, you're the greatest person since sliced bread today, but tomorrow you suck and you over there look really great. Or that job is so good today and it sucks tomorrow and now I got to go do something else. Or, oh, the city, it's just dried up. There's nothing here. There's, you know, I have to always seek to fill that gap, those gaps inside me that are They're inside me. I'm constantly seeking to fill these gaps inside me. Well, guess what? Fix the gaps inside you based on you. It has nothing to do with the external. Stop seeking externally, find it internally, and you will thrive. And the whole concept around going so big seems so scary to some and exciting to others. But for a lot of people, that's like, oh, that's not for me. You can't help. When you are full, you can't help overflowing. You just can't. You can't help being the best that you are. And the best that you are doesn't sit in the biggest doubts, because that's your brain. (laughs) That's a monkey and the squirrel. It doesn't sit there. It just is the greatest expression of you in this life. And it's amazing what happens when you're in the space. I'm feeling this right now. Speaking of energy, ah, craziness, but it's true. Like you can't help but overflow. And that means you're loving and understanding and non judgmental and you're very empathetic and you just want to give to the world because you're so full, you can't help but give. You can't help. So when you're talking about being able to um, do things for others, it's not from a space of lacking, which is where we often give from and then we're resenting.
2: Yeah, I resent you
0: because you didn't do this for me in return.
2: That's prevailing culture, and that's uh, the polarity that we deal with on a daily's us versus them. Uh, I do this, you give this to me. Right. Okay. So that energy is very first tier. That's yes. the bound the binding of energy. Okay. And and we need to bind energy. We need to bind energy into our body to be healthy. We need to bind energy into our bank account to have a, you know, a positive outlook going forward. But when we're doing it for ourselves and I'm speaking to you and I'm speaking to all the people out there, if we're doing it for ourselves, it taps out right there.
0: Right. At the first level.
2: It it doesn't go anywhere.
0: It feels hollow though. Well, that's chasing.
2: We're never going to feel like we're enough. Just (laughs) accept it. Okay. (laughs) We are never going to feel like we're enough.
0: The but the of luck.
2: If you and me and whoever's watching this all get together, all of our not feeling like enough and adding a little bit of who can we impact out there? Yeah. What if we were to put your hand up like this?
1: Okay. Put it up. Yep.
2: Close your eyes. I want you to imagine 10,000 souls resting in the palm of your hand.
0: It's beautiful. <laughs>
2: What would you do for those souls? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an easy question. It's easy, right? So if, if we start from there, that's second tier. That's abundance. That is all the energy, infinite, coming down into that, crystallizing into the first tier. There's enough. It fills us up. It fills the people that you want to influence up. It There's fills your family enough. up. It's always the be-
0: enough, there. The best part of understanding when it, we look at ourselves from an energetic state, because most people don't, <laughs> but we are energetic beings. I mean, you can measure our energy, which is really cool. Science so is caught up in some ways. Um, but when you look at us from an energetic state, when you're, when you're looking at, you just said, okay, so what would you do if you had 10,000 souls? Like I said, instantly, right? I'd do anything yeah. for them. Why? Because it's not even a thought. One, energy is not created or destroyed, right? So we are all energy. We are all connected. This is the beautiful understanding that we've now gotten to with quantum entanglement is that everything is connected. Everything's entangled. We are just this big, beautiful fabric existing together. And when you see things from that space, that changed a lot for me because I wasn't me i was now like i was now connected to all that is and it changed my outlook on feeling supported feeling loved feeling like i was enough feeling like i you know i i had this boundless um ocean of support i guess because a lot of times it's that we don't feel loved enough we don't feel supported we don't feel worthy all this stuff is lack i i'm li- i'm missing something But when you realize that everybody is connected, everything is connected, there isn't anything lacking. It's perfect.
2: So let's talk about the energy states right now. So we we live at three, we live at three states, right? Energy rich. We'll talk about that because that's awesome. Energy, (laughs) energy neutral. That's our prevailing culture. That's the uh, follow the taillights into the town every day. That is the, uh, the Facebook likes and prayers, thoughts and shares, uh, that is the. That sounds
0: like the mediocre.
2: Yeah, it's, it's that's exactly, the complacency. Yeah, nothing ever, nothing extraordinary ever happened at energy. But it's neutral.
0: okay. But it's the okay well, state, right? Well, it, you it, know, yeah. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm saying it's people view okay. it as it's okay.
2: Yeah, you're okay to it's be there. Good. Like, if I walk into the bathroom today, I want to be at energy neutral. I don't want to be at energy rich. Okay, <laughs> there's no reason <laughs> I need to write a novel on the can about you know Maybe something you really something maybe really that's important in this world <laughs> but you know you want to you want to be there but you recognize that you are you're there and have that awareness energy pours when energy is ejecting out of the system you're breaking down your 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 metabolic energy maybe is is not what it should be and it's it's you're on your way to a grave okay mm-hmm. in in your business in your life in your relationships your money whatever it is it is hemorrhaging and that's not what you want to be trust me that's not good
1: it is not you want to be
2: come up to energy neutral and that's just that's just normal that's just average that's just good we want extraordinary and that's where energy rich comes in yeah we want we want a life that is just that's right at that <laughs> point that breakpoint from high neutral to energy rich spontaneous things happen we start to perceive more we start to see more we see connections we see the weaver we see things that come in out of our lives we start to view people as souls not as corporeal or possessions we start to see and feel and experience that we're part of the system of a broader connectedness
0: and something interesting that happens too when we are vibrating higher right when we're more in our energetic state or higher energetic states is that you are it's very much like tuning in a dial for your radio station exactly. you know where you were over on 82.5 now you're on 98.9 and you're getting a whole different group of songs like you're getting very different that's, that's precisely it
2: the, the, the description that was told to me is, is like uh, an attenuator. So an attenuator is, is like that dial, but mm-hmm. it's based on the amount of energy you put into it. The more energy you put into an attenuator, the better the, the, the clarity comes in. Yeah. So instead of just getting all the commercials and a little bit of the weather, you're now getting the broad spectrum uh, notes, the dynamic range of the symphony, you're, you're getting the conductor tapping his foot on the floor right. as he's doing the whole you're thing.
0: You're getting four, you,
2: 4K. You're getting 4K, <laughs> but not only are you getting 4K, you're getting the correct 4K that is in, in harmony with the amount of energy or the associated influence that you want to make, not only yourself, but the broader influence out to the world that you need to make.
0: Okay. So this is funny because now we're talking full on energy, us in energetic states and what we're right. attracting. And this kind, of, this kind of aligns with laws of attraction.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: when we're talking about this, you are attracting exactly what you are at the time. Always, 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 whether you like it or not, your belief yep. systems, your thoughts, your vibrational state, is attracting exactly what you want in that moment. Even though you may think you don't want it, somewhere along the line, you believe you want that. Or you believe that that's the best thing for you. Because somewhere I believe that I'm not worthy, so therefore I can't have this. Or I believe that I'm not lovable, therefore my perfect soulmate is never my perfect soulmate. They're always like these complete disaster relationships and and I just think that that's what there is out there. That's not what there is out there. That's what's being attracted in that moment because that's what your belief systems carry. And your belief systems are creating the thoughts. Well, it's kind of both. Your thoughts create the beliefs when you believe them or think them long enough. But your thoughts are literally sending out signals all the time. (laughs) All the time, like that frequency and tuning your dial. So when we're
2: talking... I've got it modeled backwards. The amount of energy, yep. Conscious and ecological use of energy, yeah, will dictate from the field of existence into the body, the thought. Thought. Think of the us as a little tiny receiver, and the thoughts are non-local. Uh, Tony Robbins did an experiment at the last uh, Power of Success that I saw. He went to the audience and says, "Okay, I want you to write down the top three things that really." Give you trouble. right? So everybody took the little paper out and goes up to the first lady. What'd you write down? She goes money. And he goes, do you think that majority of the room? Do you think that's your thought? She goes, yes. (laughs) Anybody else think money? 90% of the the, the audience puts their hand up.
0: Right. This is the shared energy.
2: The shared (laughs) collection of yeah of that of that room and again first tier scarcity all that stuff that's 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 just cultural stuff but it's it's so pervasive that everybody had that thought of now course. do you do you think that if uh if she had a state change was able to change the story that she had around money that maybe a new strategy would be adopted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So yes. if we were if we were to <laughs> able to change her state like so if we took her to a high state versus a low state do you think that money would she be she could an think issue? that. Hey? Eh? That she could think that. She could she could start to think differently in a right. different state. At that point new thoughts are going to come in and a new strategy may just appear out of fucking
0: nowhere that's the sync or the serendipitous moments and the synchronicities that we experience and we're like how did oh my god how did i meet you or you just appeared out of nowhere or the perfect client shows up or someone contacts you out of the blue and says i was thinking about you two
2: thousand dollars worth of courses and programs handed to me last year because i got out of my own way but awesome. I understand I understand my nature of how I use energy. Am, am I using it all the time? No. Do I know the formula? I do. Do I practice it? I'm practicing. I'm trying. Based on my energetic level, it gets better or it gets worse. See, I mean, but have, that's the, that's the ego st- though, right? It is. It's, I have 50 stories I can tell you about experiences <laughs> that I had. But really, I have to tell you these stories because it's it's – I'm compelled to because they're so important that other people know these stories, not from an ego point, but it'll literally fundamentally change the way you do you. You know, what I,
0: I find, or what I've found is having that outside community, having that outside support that kind of um, sometimes helps you raise state. So sometimes we drop into our emotional states and our lower grade emotional states, right? Like I was mad, kind of pissed off this morning frustrated. And then it literally took one comment, one comment by someone. And they weren't asking the way that they weren't asking this, but it was two words in what they said. And I went, oh, and it hit me. And then literally it just changed my state.
2: And that, and that can, it, it doesn't have to be like 20 years. Okay. No. This is where it comes back into healthcare. It doesn't have to be a 20 year progression. If I do this and this and this, then I'll be happy. <laughs> you can be happy if right you, now. Right what now. If you worked, what if you worked on that? And as a result, all that other stuff just
0: poofed? Okay. Again, that to me sounds like root and symptom we are looking so often at the symptoms of what we're really experiencing and we think that these are the biggest problems they're right. symptoms of what's deeper and when we get to the symptom we take all of the sorry when we get to the root we take all the symptoms out they're not even a part of the equation anymore they literally stop existing why do we keep focusing on the symptoms
2: it, it's that's what we've been taught It's, it's the model that we exist in and it's changing thankfully, but it is the prevailing culture. There's economic resource behind Mm -hmm. it. There's uh, there's forces at work that want to keep that in check and in play. And anything that outside of that is deemed uh, beyond scope or beyond um, the scrutiny of uh, maybe a peer review or scientific paper,
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And when we start uh, to talk about it, scientific it, it, papers? We don't have to go there. We don't, because you and I are both on the pa- same page about this. But the fact remains that if the, the cultural field that we exist in is actually quite a weak field, and it feels threatened at any given time. And when there's something that comes along that questions that field, that questions that integrity, it will start to fight back. And it's like that within our body. We've been taught a certain way. We've been modeled a certain way.
0: I do believe we've been conditioned.
1: Yeah. Bruce I Lipton
2: think, says seventy-five yeah. percent of our subconscious oh, genetics. Yeah. Subconscious is is junk. And we More, we express yeah. ourselves five percent throughout the day with conscious conscious behavior. What if we could expand that a little bit and get rid of some of the other stuff? Then then we have a different expression in our body and different well, expression this, in the
0: world. This roots into 95% of your actions are subconscious by the time you're 30 and you think you're yeah. controlling what's going on in your life and you're really not. Yeah. But when we, okay, so Bruce Lipton is quite a fascinating scientist who has moved out of that space, sort of, sort of, <laughs> yeah. sort of. And I mean it by this. So he was the first one who basically created the new Field in science called epigenetics, and that's how our environment is expressing our cells. Okay, so we think that our DNA means that this is what we are destined to experience, but that's completely not true. And reason being okay, so when you look at, let's say, three people in a family mom, grandma, and daughter, okay, we're gonna go all same, same gender. Yep. Grandma had breast cancer, mom has a marker. Daughter has a marker. Grandma has it, died from it. And actually, let's add in one more. So let's say there's two sisters. Okay. So there's four. Mom has the marker. She gets it. Now, two daughters know that this is genetically, like it's a family history. Yep. They're genetically dispositioned. One experiences it And one does not. They both have a marker. Why would one get it and why would one not? What triggers that DNA or Mm -hmm. that genetic marker to turn on and what doesn't trigger in the other? So, epigenetics is us and what's triggering the cellular response. And it's not even actually in your DNA. This is what um, Lipton did discover. But -hmm. this is why epigenetics is like, I think it's a fascinating field of science fascinating because it's really talking about what's triggering inside the cell yeah. not in your dna and when we look at our bodies like in a whole year our body has completely replaced itself completely every single part of it there's not one cell in your body that is still existing after one year like an old cell it's gone and and been replaced your stomach lining replaces itself every three days like if you look at what the body is doing it's not what you think so (laughs) where is this memory being stored this is the fascinating part that i find Mm. where the memory is stored is in our energy (laughs) our energy field holds it all baby
2: here's here's the emerging thing (laughs) epi energetics oh my
0: god there is not seriously
2: yeah that's 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 I've been hanging out with Donnie Epstein. He is the founder of Epienergetics. Go to ener- epienergetics.com. You can learn all about
0: it. I will absolutely read up on that because I'm so, telling you, Lip
2: so it, it, started so, it all. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. Bruce Bruce's work is fantastic. Uh, environmental conditions, prevailing culture, uh, what we think, what we uh, we we've got for hereditary data, all this all this stuff that makes that yeah. up. Okay, so that's one model. So if we're in, uh, you know in a rainstorm and we've had a little bit of gasoline that's splashed onto us. And that might be the conditions that flip on something within our body. And we have a, a different expression we're, right. we're we're thinking chronically. That's habitually, it though. We're, we're, we're You're thinking. thinking yeah. Thinking, we're thinking a certain creating, way about thinking. something over and over and over again. Yep. really calling in that wisdom to come in and make an alteration to downsize our body, to match the energetic level. I totally agree. Thinking. So what's the boss of the thinking? What's the boss of the energetics that are forming the bioenergetic intelligence within our body? What what forms the emotional intelligence? What forms our lower mental and our upper mental, our thinker and our optimizer? Okay. What's the boss of that? <laughs> what what is what, the boss? I want to know! And what's the <laughs> boss of that? So when, when we start to understand that Possibly there's intelligence at work here. And I'm not talking the spirituality, but I am in, in some respect. We, okay, just just put that pin in it right there.
0: Hang on. I got to, I got to insert something here. That's okay. the energetic. It's funny because you look at collective energy has an intelligence. It is always yeah. moving into co- um, a cohesive state. Okay. So when we when we look at chaos theory, mm-hmm. it's the same idea. On the top, like on the surface, it looks like chaos, right? Yeah. But there's underlying um, intelligence that is very, very unified. Yeah. And, and this energy, it's very that's, unified um, that's, knowledge, that's intelligence. Our,
2: that's our universe. That's the rules for us. What mm. about this universe here or this one here? Right. What's... What's working in those universes? In those spaces? Is it, is it actually in that dimension, or is it a higher dimensional fold that we need to look? And how do those universes, the rules there, can they apply to ours in some way?
1: Of
0: course they can. Energy is not created or destroyed, and it carries itself to bo- 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 together.
2: Bo- so we can, if we draw a gap between this and this, so bear with me. here's brandy here brandy is amazing she's awesome but brandy wants to move to something better and that brandy in this other dimension has those qualities okay this brandy is shining so much love into this field this gap between going come on other brandy this is me over here this is awesome so brandy here goes I oh, see you. Okay, my strategies are I'm gonna love myself so much. I'm gonna do the things, I'm gonna work out, I can do all these things, and I'm gonna do it, and just that gap never closes. Just never, never closes.
1: Oh, so, so she now.
2: tries another strategy <laughs> and she tries another strategy, and another strategy, and then she seeks other gurus to find these other strategies. Right. And eventually she finds a way that she's able to manage her own self and understand yourself a little deeper to the point where, oh, I am an external, not an extrovert, an external. I'm never going to love myself enough. Everything I've done has always led me to the next thing that I want to do, to right. the next great thing I want to do. And it always feels like I'm, I'm never enough once I've done that. So let's just take that out of the equation. I'm never going to be enough. What can I do to influence the other people around me? How does that build me up? I'm going to hold 10,000 souls in my hand. I'm going to feel amazing all of a sudden. That's going to give me a little energy to attenuate to a little bit more thought. And I'm going to develop a strategy, not for me, but for my family, for my community. And next thing you know, that gap is starting to light up, starting to change a little bit. It's starting to grow in such a way that that attraction is starting to happen. You're starting to shift. There was an MIT scientist that said the the universe flickers on and off three billion times, sorry, three trillion times a second.
0: A second, yeah.
2: Okay, when it's on, we have matter, and we have mind.
1: Right.
2: And when it's off, we're just left with mind. And when I say mind, I mean consciousness, not right. necessarily ours, but maybe the collective consciousness of right. everyone, which we're a part of. So when it's on, that latent image is what we're experiencing. When it goes off, we're just left with mine. And we can't perceive it because it's so fast, just like a light bulb, flipping on and off. You're watching me at probably about 20 frames per second, and it looks like, it's
0: faster than 20 frames, but yes, I understand.
2: Yeah, and yours it, looks actually really good. So it, it, it's, <laughs> developing, it's developing a, a reality within our ourselves. And that yes. reality is based on our conditioning, all of these things.
0: Ah, but our so, reality is also based on our five senses, and that's our conscious state, right? Like that's us in our aware, awake, conscious state.
2: Yeah. There's so five senses, that's it. We come into this hologram that we call life <laughs> now, right? So here we are. We've got enough energy that's starting to close that gap that harmonization is starting to occur and where we take ourselves out of the game is when we go inside our brain and go well what if this happens well (laughs) is that really the person i want what if this happens i should Uh, have i i feel like i need a snack i think i need to uh (laughs) i think i need to to do this maybe maybe this will happen and the energy starts to drop and we're Mm. set back again and really brandy over here is like Will you just get back over here? You were right here. What? And then another version shows up and another version of us shows up. So that, that quantum entanglement between these two things, as they start to coalesce, it becomes one. And now I'm not saying you're dropping into her, her reality, or maybe I am. Cause you blinked your eyes. Maybe th- everything has changed in your backyard. I don't know. There could be pink furniture out there right now. I, I don't, I don't, you don't have to go look. But that could be.
0: And the question is, would you even be aware of that?
2: Exactly. If that thought's come into my brain somehow, possibly in some reality it does exist. And Brandy has pink furniture in her back here. How this all relates back to our health. If I've got pain in my shoulder, and it's been there for, say, two years, and I know that with cellular regeneration, with epigenetics... With uh, nutrition, with you know, all these things, that that should heal itself, but yet it persists. On it gets worse. Another. Right? It gets worse, and yep. then there's there's something that I need to speak to. Is it a consciousness that I need to talk to? Is do I have to ask my shoulder what what is it that you want? Is was why there? Why are you a, holding this? Why why am I holding it now? If that. Say pain is uh, like bound energy,
1: right? In right? which it is if, actually, <laughs>
2: which it is. And if I was able to liberate that energy, could I use that for healing for the rest of my body or propelling me forward? Because that that is that's really bound up. It's not moving. It's not doing anything. In some cases, it's impossible for a person to put their hand onto that because there's just no energy there at all. It's like a well of despair. It's like a black hole.
0: It's interesting that you just said a well of despair, because I really do believe that our bodies are like the last line of defense, right? So this is this is us in different energetic states, and the more problems we're experiencing in our body are the more energy that is bound, or the more energy that we're blocking, the more resistance we have. And it's presenting in the body, and it just gets more and more and more significant, and it gets more powerful, the more we're resisting. So as you're talking,
2: more we push it down,
0: lower we're dropping. yes. more,
2: more it wants to be heard. So if we give it a voice, it might talk to us. It's like my cell phone here. I can talk to my phone, but I'm not (laughs) really. Hello Siri. Hello Siri, and I can talk to my wife on my phone. I'm not talking to my phone, the wife. I am talking to my wife's consciousness, who's in another part of the planet through the phone. Right. Right. This I is gotcha. our representation of the pain, right? But it's not the pain. The pain right. exists somewhere else. This is our conduit to be able to communicate to it. Now we spoke of earlier, uh, either pre-roll or I don't know if it's included in this now because it's going on I an think, hour.
0: I think we're gonna <laughs> that
2: <laughs> that with <laughs> with medicine with, uh, with nutritional medicine. If I have an accident on the highway, yeah, I want a guy to come patch me up. That's great. Yeah, thank But I but I'm gonna work day and night to reframe and receive the gift of the event yep, because it happened for me.
0: Understanding the happening for you is that we are able to, one, grow through this, express ourselves in better ways that help more people, um, but also the meaning that we're placing. Okay, so always the meaning I place on something is how I experience it, always. So, if I change the meaning, Based I now have energy. a different experience.
2: Based on your energy, you will place a meaning that's collated to it. Right. Later on, you may have a different energetic state and the meaning may start to vacillate, dissolve, or come up to a new meaning.
0: Right. This is where traumas yeah. and like true traumas can be released
2: and released
0: for good. Yeah.
2: And it should take. It shouldn't take a long time to do this. And it's not extremely
0: painful. And like, let's talk about this for the next ten years. It isn't. Again, and this is yeah
2: prevailing culture versus new emergence of of where we need to actually start to go. I mean, and that that new emergence is actually an old emergence of how it was done a long time ago. So.
0: Oh, I think that's one of the most fascinating things when you look at science. So I some of my biggest influencers since being in this space are scientists of a sort. Like actually have come from science in some area. Yep. Actually all of them. And it's funny speaking of science, you were a chiropractor.
2: <laughs> no, I'm I'm not a chiropractor. That's uh, oh, that's inaccurate. Oh, sorry. I, I play one on TV. But no, <laughs> I don't No, my my wife's a chiropractor. I'm uh, I'm a massage therapist. That was my training. And okay. honestly, I we're hitting the nail on the head right here is I would have someone come into the office. I would work on them. They'd feel amazing. They'd go away and two weeks later, they'd be back in right back. Same damn yep. thing. So I would ask them, okay, so what are the things are you doing? Are you stretching? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? No, I, I, I don't want to do this. I just want to take the magic pill. I want to get the massage feel good.
0: Oh, hang on a second. I have a comment on that. Go ahead. So, so true. When we are in our shit, okay, for some reason, your brain, because it's your vibrational level, is so low that you know the tools and yet you won't use them. I meditate daily. And when I don't, I feel out of sorts because I'm connecting with me, like the deep me, the one that like really goes out there and does stuff and says, okay, fear, doubt, whatever. We're we're just going to take you with us and do it anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's me really being in my purpose, really being in my expression of self. Now, when I was in my lovely realm of a lot of processing, I was so much in my head, I I couldn't meditate. And it's not that I couldn't, I chose not to. I literally chose not to, which is, and I, and I knew this and I'm like, why do I not want to meditate? I know I want to meditate. Why am I not doing it? And then I wouldn't do it. Why am I not working out? And I wouldn't do it. And I'm like, what the hell? I know what to do here and I'm not doing it because I'm so stuck in my own head. I'm so stuck in my own rationalization of everything that is existing in this world around me and my reality. Right, our reality is what we are making at any given moment.
2: Any quick, given quick, moment. Quick question for you: When you meditate, do you expand out to the universe? Are you floating around out there, or are you inside your body?
0: I can't explain what happens when I meditate. <laughs> right. I am not very present of body. Okay. I, I'm not very embodied uh, when I meditate when I come out of meditation, it feels disorienting for a Mm -hmm. second. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm in body, but But I don't really think this. It just becomes, but it's It's, a slight disorientation. Just Natural.
2: natural. Okay. Do me a favor. Uh, put your hands on your chest like this. Yep. Yep. Tell me what's true. Love.
0: (laughs) I don't know what you mean by this. (laughs) Love is true. I think my highest purpose and state is to give love to this world and not ego.
2: Put your hands out like this deep breath in tell me what's true
0: everything and nothing
2: <laughs> yeah there it is
0: <laughs> but see life life is truth yeah but life and true existence i don't know it's i struggle explaining things sometimes when i go into meditative states or high state because it it's a feeling
2: there's no with, mind there. With
0: no word. It's, it's really, awareness.
2: It's just awareness is what it is. When well, you drop into your mind, right. you're screwed.
0: Well, what happens? Again, I said we perceive this world through our five senses. So if I haven't experienced it through my five senses, how do I explain it? Because I have no frame of reference to explain. So when I feel something, it's not a feeling like an emotion, it's a feeling like. It's a feeling like when you walk into a room and you get the creeps or it's a feeling like when you walk into, it's like intuition. It's not, it's like information feeding you and you Mm -hmm. don't know how to express it. (laughs) This is what I find sometimes when I meditate. Sometimes it comes through pictures, which is nice because that's explainable. I can see it or I could smell it or I could touch it. Or like I sometimes like I can feel it through my hands. Right. But when it's an information feed differently, sometimes it's really hard to process and explain. This is what I have discovered in moments when I'm really, I want to say tapped in, really connected, really like in in my truest yeah. state, right? Yeah. Because you're not in your body. You're not experiencing through your body. Yep. So you're so, disembodied.
2: So here's here's my point. Is it good for you?
0: It's amazing for you. It feels yeah, awesome. Right? Like when I say <laughs> that my highest purpose here is to express love, I don't so what, look at love through the state of ego. I look at love through this unbelievably high state of being, uh, and what that is. And I think that that's what that's why I said like I look at Jesus, I look at Buddha, I look at like some great um, influential leaders that have been here. They expressed highest state of love that true connection of everything and how we are capable of being that how we are capable of being that and when you're in that state could you kill someone no could you go out and do something horrible to somebody else no like all of the 10 commandments aren't really commandments they were like they were us in ego and we needed guidance because we didn't know better but us in highest state like you just wouldn't, you all you want to do is just give in this state because you're so overflowing. And that, how do you explain that feeling? It's blissful, but the, I mean, it goes so far beyond that. And when the information flows through in that state, it's crazy. Like you'll have a teacher who develops something that's very scientific, and, and where the hell do you get this information? I don't know. <laughs> it just came to me,
2: right? It so- just came to me. Let me let me get this straight. The unexplainable.
0: <laughs> Hello
2: science is good for you.
0: Well, and this goes back to ancient teachings, right? What we used to believe and then what has changed that and why we are now I think we're kind of at this precipice or we're at this this um turn point or this pinnacles What's that word I'm looking for? That's like the the crossover. Where science, yeah, where science is really, truly catching up with the unexplainable, right? Yeah. So we have these miraculous <clears throat> events, things that just seem so outside of our understanding. How is it that someone could go from stage four cancer to completely cancer-free, nothing there, what, what the hell happened two months yeah. later? How is that possible? You were going to die, you didn't have the surgery, or sorry, you didn't have the chemo, you didn't have the radiation, and somehow there's Zero, zero cancer cells in you. How does that happen? You're an anomaly. Science can't explain that, but it's happened. Placebo, how does that happen? You take in nothing to help you, (laughs) nothing, but yet you are completely cured or healthy or whatever the placebo was for. Like there are miracles happening all the time, but it's all within us. And it's all within, I believe, very much in the energy that we are and the Information that that energy contains, and whether or not we are open to what's sitting there for us within that energy. <laughs> like whether we've blocked it, hello, pain, hello, problems in the body, right? Because we are in member, we are so embodied. And then there's other times I think to myself, okay, thoughts have carried me into spaces one I don't want to be in, and they've embodied things I don't want and I've really recognized that over these last five years really truly about embodiment and the things that we're setting ourselves up for because we're carrying and blocking that flow of energy that allows us to just be incredibly healthy powerful beings yes I can I can't
2: say it any better than that. <laughs> and there's more. that's a oh, wait, that's, there's more. There's, there's always more. this there's, there's, there's always depth to be created with that. so if we if we start from there yeah. and we work into the the, the next tier and understand that there were, there we're able to influence these changes, these quantum entangled, multi-dimensional, multi-universal quantum shifts flips, they're called yeah these little
0: yeah. yep changes. They, it literally just flips yes
2: then we're starting to for our, our narrow bandwidth of perception starting to see things as magic at that point
0: okay so a quantum flip is when the atom reverses polarity Mm -hmm. Okay, so you are climbing up a hill and then all of a sudden you are now going down the hill, but there's no slowing down to, you know, change position and then start slowly, you know, rolling down and then pick up speed. That's not what happens. A quantum flip is literally like left to right in the same moment. So you have like this weird overlapping. Mm -hmm. How crazy is that? That's what's happening within our space of ourselves at any given time, should we direct it? Cancer, no cancer. <laughs> right? Growth, no growth.
2: So it's really interesting, the, uh, the emergence of these quantum computers. They've taken a qubit, a
1: mm-hmm. bit of
2: information that exists in our realm and is able to pop into a different universe and bring back the rules from that universe into ours. Okay, so, I got to read on that. <laughs> so there's a there's a wonderful TED Talk on it. A company in Vancouver has developed these computers, and the first gens were pretty pretty impressive. Second gens were amazing. They were like a you uh, imagine a pack animal like a donkey. Yep. Okay, that's like our traditional computers. All right.
0: <laughs> I love that you just compared okay. it to a donkey.
2: <laughs> okay. So now now imagine a donkey that has wings. Yep, that's that's what a quantum computer can do. It now can you know, go this way, this way, but now it can go up and fly around. Right. Okay, that's a quantum computer, second or third generation. The fourth generation ones are like a, a donkey on the nose of the Concorde because it's it's not using the rules that we are traditionally right. holding of ones and zeros on and off. It's developing ones and zeros that don't exist within our reality as we know it and right. pulling them in and saying, well, well, there's other things. There's other stuff going on.
0: Does this make you think of the matrix?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, sort of, right? It in it, The reality
0: uh, we perceive though, right? We perceive this world this way and we think that we are, that we are limited by this world. Yep. And then we discover we're really somewhere else and we're really capable of other things. Well, in that case, they were prisoners, but in our case, I think we imprison ourselves or we set
2: ourselves free. I needed to know this more than I needed to know long division. I'm sorry.
0: And I, I hope for all of you listeners, I actually like, this is my, this is my biggest goal. I think is that I get people past the, but I know this, but I know this, therefore I don't need to expand beyond this. And if we are willing to be open, yeah, willing to be open, the things that you will discover will blow your mind because your mind is so limited.
2: I, I know this is energy neutral fascinating and the curiosity of new information or a question yeah puts us into the higher a different energies. state at higher higher energies and it, it, it different. activates different things within our brain it activates the the question like well oh, what if my reality is a little bit different what if you know yellow and blue don't make green they make something else
0: what if i could do this what if i could do that interesting thing when you look at the what ifs and the curiosity and the wonder and the question what does that lead you to
2: yeah no children. sometimes sometimes it's a rabbit hole so, but and it it,
0: it, leads it you changes to children
2: different consciousness and, level yeah
0: and childhood what were we like when we were kids we were questioning everything we were asking we're looking we're seeking we're always open to learning and then yep. somewhere along the way we go from this higher open state to a lower and lower and lower and lower. And that's conditioning. Like this is, I, it's the human condition, yes, but I think this is societal conditioning. This is our influence in the external world. We are dropped down. And who's going to raise us up? Who's going to teach us? Who's going to guide us so that once we hit a certain point, because that's what I found about guidance and seeking out your guru or your whatever, right? I, I think the term guru is a weird term, but when you find your guide, they're yeah. just holding keys. That's right. Mentorship. They're just holding keys. Yep. And you have all these locks inside you and they're just dying to be opened. <laughs>
2: What's in this closet? What's, what's in, in this? this? Oh what's, what's in th- this one over here? And it's you know, some of them were dark. Turn a fucking light on.
0: Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Once there's light, you're not so afraid of it anymore. Oh, it's a clown mask sitting in the corner. Or oh, so my friend has the most hilarious thing outside her window. For some reason the neighbors have a mannequin outside a mannequin in the backyard that's dressed. Like it's just weird. But anyways, so at night, it's quite creepy, right? Yeah. (laughs) Turn the light on. It's just a mannequin.
2: (laughs) Turn on the energy. Make that light go. Yeah. And it's not so creepy anymore. You're changing energetic state. The story changes and your strategy around that specific thing now shift.
0: Okay. So a question for you. What do you do to raise your energetic state? I know what I do. And I, I practice some of these, some of these. And then sometimes, sometimes I don't. And really, I, sh- oh, I just about used that word. I just about swore. Yeah, sorry. I I've just done about that. said.
2: Yeah. Should. Should. That's a good word. So a, f- a few things. Understanding that my nervous system is, is paramount to this. I have my wife check my, uh, my spine Yep. Not not for subluxation so much, but just the tone, the tension, and the positioning of it yep. that is a direct re- reflection of how I'm interpreting the environmental conditions right so if there's any emotional stuff that shows up in my spine it shows up in anybody's spine if they're under pressure, somebody will close off if right. they're uh if they're unsure of themselves, their hips will sway side to side. You'll see these body language uh, tells so. Understanding that a nervous system that is clear of interference allows me to integrate with my environment at a higher bandwidth. If I can pull in information better from my bandwidth, sorry, from my environment, I'm able to form a better reality. I'm able to ask better questions of my environment at that point instead of lower level. So, I know that I'm an external, which means I organize energy outside of my body and it comes into me. So if I am uh, in my head thinking about something, my energy drops. If I'm in my body, my energy drops. There's no energetic resource there. It's a temple and it, it's a biomass. I have to put food into it, but the uh, food comes from the outside and it's nourishing and it goes in and it fills me up. Right. When I, when I want to change my, uh, my thinking in a meditative state. Yeah. I go outside. I go out out to the stars. I go in between the stars. I imagine a little space baby with a helmet and an umbilical cord floating out of there. And then there's a record player with the beastie boys on it, and everybody's <laughs> dancing. And I'm fully outside of my body. And I can do that at a moment's notice. Because I just go out and then I observe myself, observing myself, observing that person, observing all this thing going on. I'm fully out there. If I come back into my body and I start feeling my right shoulder or I feel my knee or I feel inside or I have a feeling, an emotion that's coming up that I've lost control, there's lack or there's scarcity. Or if I'm I'm at a point where I feel disconnected, Mm -hmm. I'm inside. There's no resource there. I go back and anytime I put my hands on my body, energy drop.
0: So have you heard of the Heart Math Institute? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I have their little clivy thing on my ear mm-hmm. when I meditate now. And it's funny. Um, because you can measure your thoughts very easily with um, what you're doing. Like really, really easily. It's fant oh, it's such a fantastic tool. So I clip on now before I meditate and I've been really paying attention to like where it drops or or, like, um, what was I thinking about there? That's at 12 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I've, I've noticed something really interesting and I teach breath work in one of my courses, um, Yeah. I teach meditation. I teach breath work because these are both ways for us to reach higher states. Breath Mm -hmm. work can do it just on its own because it's brain frequencies. Mm -hmm. And again, when we're in beta, this is our, what did you call it? Neutral energy? Yeah. Okay. Neutral energy state is us in beta. That's thinking. I'm thinking, I'm aware of my external world and that's where I'm at. And this is it. I'm thinking. When I shift frequencies, when I drop brain frequencies or raise them. So the only thing above beta is gamma and that's crazy state. It's awesome. It's totally reprogramming, but it's really active mind, really, really active mind. And there's only a few ways you really go into gamma. Um, But when you drop brain frequencies, so I'll just go through them really quick. Gamma is your top then you go into beta, and there's three different levels in beta, and then you drop into alpha, and then into theta, and then into delta. Delta is sleep, like you're out. You are no longer aware of anything at all. Um, You may have a little bit of awareness in delta, and I wonder if that's kind of a crossover between delta and theta, simply because if you can control your dreams, there's awareness there, and awareness would be theta. Um, But theta is very internal. It's only the internal. I'm only aware of, I'm aware of nothing external, meaning I no longer really, really experience my body for my body. Mm-hmm. Right?
2: You're somewhere else. Yep.
0: Um, you certainly can be. And it's, so this is why hypnosis is so great in theta. Mm-hmm. And this is what we were very often as kids. We're just really absorbing the world around us and clumsy. Right? And then you go into alpha and alpha is that crossover it's that awareness of internal and external enough of the external that you're not going to hurt yourself so let's say i'm driving to work and the next thing i know i'm like how did i even get here i don't even remember yeah, driving right. here right because i've been inside myself thinking doing whatever um But a lot can be done in these two states, so we can reprogram very, very well in these two states, and these they they are interesting energy states. Mm -hmm. These two, Um, beta seems to be our. (laughs) Well, it's fun to be out here in the world.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So if if I'm observing through my eyes and seeing myself, sorry, seeing my body, this first person kind of view, then I'm dropping out. But if I'm using my mind's eye and I'm using it to visualize out somewhere else or a, a different scenario or different. A, a little movie playing out. Yeah. That's an external expression. Yeah. If I go inside and I and I'm experiencing in my body during this thing. That's, that's an internal right. An internal will go to the past and they will automatically go to all the winds and stack those winds into something amazing in the present
1: right.
2: An external. We'll go to the past and start picking out shitty things that happened to them, and they'll they'll tell you about them because there's no energy there, and it just feels good to connect with somebody. Any any connection will do. And if I tell you something bad enough, you'll go, oh yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, here's a little thing that happened to me too, and that's low energy. An external is five, 10 years out down the road of anybody else. They're the visionaries. They're the people are seeing things in the future. They live in the future and they bring stuff back to the now. Steve Jobs was an external. He yes, was so ahead of everybody else that he said, look, this is what we need. Then I want it now. You guys over here, you internals, you build it. Take the stuff that already exists and rebuild it into something that we that fulfills that thing right now, the right. iPhone. That, that All this stuff existed. He just rebuilt it into a way that it was the expression from the future that everybody's using. He hired those people because he, he's not able to do that. He's five steps down the road. That's where his energy is present. Sorry. His information and energy is present there, and he brings it back to now. And then he takes that and pushes that out to the world. And internal, they're right all the time. And you're wrong because I've I've established a track record of all these things. So yeah. knowing this orientation is a big thing.
0: But that's holding ourselves in a lower state all the time.
2: Not necessarily. It, it, and that's If just I'm our-
0: right and I'm basing it on everything, if I'm right, that means there's no room for growth in
2: the I'm right. Where's well, the room for
0: growth? Fight me on this. Be my devil's advocate.
2: Well, well, here's the thing that is the perception of that person, right or wrong, that's just their experience. Absolutely it is. Okay. Now, the, the where the growth comes from is that's their energetic fuel source. And where they grow is in pushing into the external realm. Letting
0: go of the idea that I'm right, and then yeah. I could, just maybe there could be another right here.
2: Exactly. They can't get there though from your perspective, though. They need a different consciousness and able to do that. They've got to build up enough energy to do that. And that's where I'm right. I'm right. Look at all the stuff I've did. That builds them up to a state where they're like, "Oh wait, there's more." Oh, maybe it's some- can hold. I can hold your perspective now too, but I can't do that if we're fighting over an issue, or right. if we or if I'm, uh, if I'm questioning those past decisions, or if I'm trying to look into the future. What's beyond my nose? What's what's five years from the, down the road look like? And some people will tell you, I have no idea.
0: Right. I no idea. See, I can't help. So but you're look you're right. The
2: future. You're absolutely <laughs> right. But how that person arrives at it? has to be within their energetic nature or it just doesn't work and you right. butt heads and it's like boom ba boom ba boom ba boom
0: I I I question this sometimes I wonder I wonder and I I hold space for those that are holding on to the I'm right yeah that I have to be right I I I yeah. hold space for them because I really with yeah. all my being
2: Love them, them, up them to because, expand, right? Because the, the, that is that is the perfect expression of the way they're oriented and their energetic consciousness at that point. At
1: and that until, moment,
2: yep. And until they have an energetic kick up, you're just beating a dead horse. So you, you 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 know feed their ego a little bit. Whatever you gotta do is say, hey, give them a give them a task based on their prior experience, they will rise to meet that challenge like you wouldn't believe. At which point now you can start. Dropping those nuggets of awesome into them because they're not—you can't—you can't logic somebody out of an emotional thing, right?
0: Yes, but they don't think they're emotional; they think that they are logical.
2: Yeah, so they got. I—I
0: I say they. I've been in that space
2: too, yeah. right? Bump, right? Them, bump them up just a little bit. Give them a little bit of love, whatever it takes to give them that love. They might not be able to accept it from the outside. You might That's have to trigger something too. from the inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once that comes from the inside, boom, up it comes. Then their state changes, their story around whatever you were talking about is now shifted.
0: Because you're not a jerk anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, oh my god, there's another viewpoint that could be possible. Right. That's, that's the thing about being right, is being right doesn't mean there's only one right. It's perspective. Precisely. Yes. I, I and, learned a long, long time ago. I would rather find solutions. I would rather be open than being right. Being right is—it's that when you said you just butt heads and nothing happens, it's true. You become defensive. It's really difficult. No one wins. No one wins. And honestly, for all of you listeners, this is one of the biggest problems in relationships: is I got to be right.
2: Yeah. Would you rather be right or making love?
0: Would you rather be right? Or be happy? Would you rather be right or expand yourself and grow to the next level and the next level after that, and really, really experience what life has to offer?
2: There's, there's always more. There's more. Even what we've covered here today, there's, oh man, there's <laughs> just so much more that we could, we could dive in for hours. And it is the matrix. It's we go down the rabbit hole of these postulations. The question I have for you is: How are you going to impact the people around you with? Maybe a, a little bit of spike of energy, a little bit of new perspective or a new structure or or what kind of behaviors can you employ right now? What massive action can you take to make things just a little bit brighter for the people around you? And for those other type of people, how can you inspire yourself on the inside just a little bit?
0: See, I find cleaning up all of, like cleaning those rocks out of the way, man, the flow is so amazing. Yeah. And I I had some big rocks, right? I had big rocks in my river. I had a lot of turbulence. There was a lot of underwater current that was not driving life in a a way I wanted. And I had to go what you would now call outer, but I called it inner because I went inside me to discover these things. And once I discovered them and didn't judge it, I just observed it and went, oh, One, that's not mine to hold. (laughs) Two, like I started releasing traumas that I'd been holding for almost all my life. And man, oh man, when you release all of that bound up energy, you can rise. Like I, Scott, I could not rise before that. I was so entangled in my stories, in the, hey, i hey. I am right. I am a victim. Damn it! <laughs> I am so right.
2: <laughs> We're, wearing it a little on my shirt. I did. Here. I wore it like
0: <laughs> a big badge of honor. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that people don't experience horrible things in life because they do, they do. But you never have to be bound in your stories because it's not really what is in it for you. The story isn't what's in it for you. It's. It's what you experience through it, and how you can propel it and empower it
2: back back to what you were asking, how do i how do I change my energetic state? we We establish those energy poor, energy neutral, energy rich. Uh, a really good way to change energy is to come into a room with somebody who's at a higher state than you, okay. So be around people who are uplifting, be around people who have just some, some little quality. And I'm not talking like yeah, jumping around rah, rah, rah. They're right. just at a different energy level than you currently have. And you will notice it because you feel better around them. Okay, it's so a simple thing.
0: Let me ask you something. So I, I have little tricks and I, I put these in my happiness challenge yeah. um, last summer. And one of them was dancing because it's funny Music one has a vibration, obviously, right? It's vibrational. We are vibrational beings. Move your body to the music. Ha, ha, ha. We're actually recalibrating our vibration in that moment, which is amazing. It's such a crazy tool. So simple, but yet so underutilized. And then there's a couple other tricks. I had a client once ask me, it's like, what do you do when you're feeling down? And (laughs) he Funny because he's like, I, I know you never feel down. I'm like, I'm human. Of course, I feel down. <laughs> of course, I have these moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, laughter I will put on something that I find really funny or really ridiculous or that I just totally love. It resonates really nicely with me. Like, there is one video of this um, goat that is like basically talking with its owner, and it's so funny. I, like, it's funny, <laughs> but it's adorable and it's so like amazing. I loved it from the second I saw it. So I have it in one of my saved files and I watch it sometimes and I'm like, I
1: love this. It's so great. This talking
0: goat. Like it's this goat. is just crazy. And just that experience alone, like laughing again, it's vibrational. So anything we can do that changes that frequency within us. And there's, like I said, these are simple things we can do really easy
2: tools. And it doesn't have to take long to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's it's connecting with uh, another person. Absolutely. Uh, there, so, there was somebody said that uh, if you want to, you know, change your state from low energy to high energy, it's just do epic things for another person. Without, yep. without that first tier. Oh, of, without uh, expectation of, of having something in return. <laughs> yeah, and just just see how that sits with you. And you know, it's some for some people, it's going to feel really uncomfortable. Uh, I right. wasted my resources and blah 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 blah. Yep. But if you're coming at it from the correct perspective, yes, it will feel absolutely amazing. And this is something I discovered about five years ago. Trying, volunteerism did not exist within my vernacular before that, and then right. all of a sudden something shifted. I got called to do it. Not a phone call. I just, something spoke to me right. into my head. Said, you need to go and you do, need this to do this because it's important and it's beyond you.
0: That was me wow. with a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I having, know had no thoughts of a podcast before. Yeah.
2: Having a compelling purpose beyond yourself of significant, um, uh, uh, not I'm not going to say influence, but who it impacts in a positive right. way.
0: The value you bring.
2: Exactly. So th- that, that, that'll lift you up. Um, I, now I'm, I know that I'm external. I know that I'm influenced by music. I'm influenced by people's words deeply, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm em- empathic that way. Um, all all these different things, it's it's sorting through this little code that I know that if I do behavior like get up and move, I start to feel better. My energy right. comes up, and any structures that I need to create will magically happen. And this is a this is a kind of a neat thing. I get to play with this on a daily basis. Other people are more of a perception. They want to f- they feel good or feel bad about something. They'll take a behavior or set up a structure. And then usually they have a drain, something that really dogs them. For instance, if you told me to, Scott, make a list, a grocery list today, I'd probably put it off until about 10 minutes before I have to actually go to the grocery <laughs> store.
0: I'm Kind of like that too.
2: Yeah that's a that's a drain for me it, it sucks why would i want to hang out in a drain why would i want to watch a just a Greek tragedy of a movie over and over again where there's no energy for me right. when i can i can you know go and slick up the bed i can do some do some activities maybe do a push-up for once um <laughs> go for a little walk talk to somebody on the phone do something and feel good right which builds my energy for my wife, she's it's, she's a perception person. She has to feel into an environment. And based on if it's an external environment, it feels really good. If it's her internal environment, usually it's nebulous or feels kind of yucky. It's kind of a, a, a minus, a drain sometimes. So she'll go outside. How are you feeling about this, Scott? And I'll tell her. That perception comes into her allows her to take a behavior in any direction that that perception has allowed her to do and a structure naturally forms. Uh, Dr. Rob in our office, he's a structure person, which means that's his primary way of doing things. He will set up the list. So when I was building the clinic uh, a few years ago, I'd have tools like flying all over the place. If I stopped and thought about something, I was dead. I was there for two hours. So I just kept doing, I doing, I had yep. 50 trips to Rona and back. My wife's like <laughs> freaking out. She's like, no, you got to buy a whole pile of stuff and stack it. And then you don't have to drive around. She's like, no, I can't do that because that represents a structure that hasn't formed for me. And that's going to screw me up. If I look at that, I'm dead. I, I, I can't cranky. do that. I've got to take it. And I got to put it on. I got to take it. And I got to put it on. And I can't think about it. And then it I just shows gotta, up. And it's just, boom, it's it's amazing. It's like me standing at a cliff. If I run and I jump off the cliff, I'm going to feel freaked out. It doesn't matter if I'm freaking out or not because the safety net is already there. It's already there. And I either make it to the other side or I fall in the net. The magic is the net will show up when it's needed. I just have to stay within my Triad of change is what they call this. It's something I teach in the office. And it's it's a broader uh, aspect of what Donnie teaches in his work. But understanding that and the way I organize energy, I go from 20% output, prevailing culture, I jumped up to 60 to 80%. It's put me on stages around the world. It's taken me and put me as the lead photographer for Donnie Epstein. Um, and it's shown me 20-some-odd 1000 dollars worth of different education and seminars over the last year just by believing this one little bit of magic. And it's not magic. It's just it's how I am oriented. That's how I work. And it's different nomenclature. Uh, you know, Ken Wilber, Bruce Lipton, uh, Tony Robbins may have different nomenclature around this, Yeah, but this is the representation that I can link to and I can explain to other people. So when they come up against a structure, Why can I not get this? Why can I not make this thing uh, form? I go, well, try a different strategy. How do you feel about it? Terrible. Okay. Well, why don't you just go for a walk and get your head screwed on or run around the parking lot a couple of times. Come back in. Tell me how you're feeling. And they'll come back in, they'll be, yeah, I feel pretty good. Or, no, I'm pissed off. I'm like, all right, use that energy. And we dive in. State changed occurred. Right. the energy popped up.
0: It's amazing how much we can utilize our body, this awesome physical form, um to create that state. That's why I said dancing is great. Yeah, um absolutely. workouts too, like you can be really mad before you go to the gym and someone just, you know, totally pissed you off or something wasn't going right, or you're fighting with your spouse or whatever, or, or with your kids or, or you hate your boss or you're hating the project you're working on, whatever the case is. And you can go work out and you're just like, ah, releasing the emotional ties and that energy with it. And then you come out of there and you're like, feel pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That totally sucks. I don't like this. Um, but more often than not, you're able to look at it from a different perspective. Yes, Absolutely. I totally agree.
2: Yeah, so I've uh, some clients around the world, and one of them has just come back from Poland doing the Wim Hof uh, seminar. Nice. So he's all he's, about breathing. He's all about breathing and exposure, about breathing. exposure to cold, which yep. is awesome. So I've taken and experimented with some of his uh, his retention technology. So, 30 breaths in. You take a deep breath and you let about two-thirds of it out then breathe in let it two-thirds out changes your state changes your oxygen yeah. level you, you, you get a lot of really really cool tinglys in your fingers and all these things and then the idea is I want to reprogram my brainstem my lizard mind my reactor how I uh, react and go into a survival mode based on prevailing culture and circumstance that's happening
1: mm-hmm.
2: oftentimes we get a bad phone call and we can't discern that phone call from a physical threat of violence. Right. Our body's lost the distinction.
0: Yeah. Um, Stress if, is received differently in the body now. Exactly.
2: Yes. So if, with this type of training, you're able to reprogram the, the lower mental and the, uh, the uh, emotional intelligence to recognize what is a true threat and what is just daily, daily life.
0: Right.
2: Oh my and god, my hap- computer
0: is not working.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. World's right. coming to an end. Oh my god. Run right. the Hills.
0: Super stress.
2: Not really. Yeah. But it's not. It's your it's 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 part of your physiology and your uh your your lower mental abilities trying to protect you. It's it's trying to move you Absolutely away from is. something and it, it's 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 making physiological changes as well. It's changing your adrenaline, it's changing your uh, your pH, it's changing how your body is perceiving the nutrition and the world around it. And Doing those things that Bruce talked about, changing flipping, flipping switches.
0: switches on and off.
2: So, with three minutes, I'll breathe for two and then I'll hold a plank and hold my breath for as long as I can. And it's usually about a minute, 10, Ooh, a like minute that. and a half. I, I can't do a plank. For more than 30 seconds, I left myself <laughs> off the hook because I'm in my brain, right? It's just like, whoa, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? I can't hold my breath more than 40 seconds. But if I stack these two perspectives, it's enough sensory uh, overload mm-hmm. that it short circuits my brain and I just focus on holding my position. And I can go a minute and a half holding my breath in a plank.
0: That is really interesting. There was a, I watched a thing on on Wim Hof. What's his, I never get that right. Wim Hof, Wolf. yeah. Wim Hof, yep. um, where this woman was talking about breath and she said, you know, I, I did this breathing and then the next thing I know, that like I come back out and like I've held my breath or whatever, I've dropped my breath and the person asked me, well, how long do you think that you had held your breath or you'd knocked out, like you'd come out of state? She's like, I don't know, like 10 seconds, 15 seconds. She's like, four and a half minutes. Yeah. Like, you just completely dissociate from your body. And you think, we think all these things because we've been conditioned to believe them that you have to have water, you know, or you're going to die, or you have to have food, or you're going to die, or you have to, you have to, you have to. Well, there's a lot of things that we are beginning to understand. That are not correlated the same way because we are not just the physical.
2: Yeah, they're rewriting biology textbooks textbooks based on the research that's been done on WIM. And what's more astonishing is that uh, the research that's been done on WIM students who are just beginners. Right. Going from a <clears throat> a fully reactive state to
0: nervous system
2: non reactive within 15 minutes. Circum uh, like going past uh immunological defense barriers and, and yep. being able to culture the third level of the immune system based on breath
0: <coughs> Pardon well me. and it's it's funny because i i follow obviously joe dispenza as well yep. another scientist and the s- studies that are coming out of him are fascinating are fascinating what's capable and they do it through meditation right? So this, like there are ways to change state and breathing is definitely one. You change into theta. You can drop brain frequencies with your breath. You, I, I taught one in one talk I did. I started with it and I said, this one just is an equalizer. It's your daily balance. So if you're feeling out of sorts, if you're nervous, if you're, you know, or if you're really tired, you can do this and it'll raise you up. There's ones that literally create a response in you. There's breath that create a response in you like drinking coffee and there's ones that will put you to sleep. Breath just your breath and it costs you zero and it has zero side effects. (laughs) (coughs)
2: It's the remote control for the brain.
0: It is. It is. And I hate to say this, but hello meditation, it's no different. We have all these wonderful tools available to us that literally once you learn them, get guided. Get someone to guide you because in the beginning, it ain't that's, so
2: easy. That's a big thing. It's a lot of people, myself included. If I lay down, <coughs> pardon me, if I lay down and I start to try to meditate, I go inside. I go inside my you breath. just All said the,
0: try. Try, yeah.
2: <laughs> like, like a little, like, I go inside my head and I'm like, Whoa. right. But if I put my headphones on Yep. and I have a, a guided meditation. Someone outside of me that guides me and we go off on a little journey (laughs) completely different
0: see so i i teach transcendental which is not guided but what we what i do use is music so i use binaural beats of course because they're just brilliant and everyone should use those because they help drop brain frequencies immediately and then literally using a mantra you're just using a mantra and it's amazing what happens or you're just focused on your breath that's it. And if thoughts come in, they come in and you just let them kind of move around and then you let them go. But really your mantra will start to slow down. So when I first started doing transcendental, Oh, the thoughts were all over the place. And I, cause I only did guided before.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I had such a nice experience with guided meditation, but not the experience I got from transcendental. Like, Oh my God, what a difference. Yeah. I do believe transcendental is the key into you, into yeah. you. Like it, it really taps you into what you are. So, um, but in the beginning, this is, I think, the biggest thing for people to really just understand. I've had so many people say to me, but I can't meditate. Everyone can meditate. Everyone can. It's science, literally, but it's practice. That practice of meditation is not about being perfect. It's not about having every, every um, thought gone. It, like, none of that is accurate. It's about being able to release the thoughts and to slow them down so that you can find that silence. And then things feed through that you're like, where did that come from? I hadn't thought of that. Or, you know, it's just not you. <laughs> like I've had things drop in and I'm, I'm, I know that's not me. That's not me. It's yeah. something else. <clears throat> and this is why I said it, it kind of gets to a point where you start to recognize that we are not just w- what we perceive ourselves to be. Yeah there does come that point where you recognize that we are well beyond this and that we have only just, just started to see it. And then it's amazing.
2: <laughs> it's well, amazing. What, what science is starting to show us now is that state starts to persist longer and longer. Mm-hmm. And you said it, these are thoughts that are not coming from me. Yeah, start to persist into our waking normal state. Yes, where the, this inspiration starts to come into us. That like, oh, where did that insight come from? Because that's not part of my conditioning. That's not part of my model. That's right. not part of the world that I believe in. And yet, it's just showing up into my mind as a possibility. Right, that's bloody exciting.
1: It that so should, is.
2: That should give everybody the impetus to go and. F- <laughs> Come on, get going. Get on stu- it. Yes, they did. Uh, Dr. Hagelin did uh, studies on Buddhist monks where they did that, and what they discovered is, after hooking them up to an EEG, is that there was a cone, sorry, a, a dome of static that occurred yep. as right brain and left brain started to integrate faster yep. and faster. It was like a helmet of static. And what we know about any time that we go into these meditative states is that our pineal gland goes active. It squirts, oh, the
0: out, gland
1: is so fascinating.
2: squirts out a little bit of dimethyltryptamine, which gives us visions. Now, this is very terrestrial. This is very bio- biological. It it squirts that out. And usually we get a little but squirt of melatonin o- beyond we that. We have optic
0: capabilities within the pineal gland, which is so insane when you think about this tiny little thing that sits in between two hemispheres of our brains in a dark cavity. Why would yeah. we need to see through that? but we got, see forty rods and
2: cones. And it's yes, got a it's so crystalline, cool. <laughs> fl- crystalline fluid inside of it. That's reacting. Not only reacts to sound and vibration. Yep. So you go to church or you go to one of these monasteries and they got the binarial beats, but well, they got Gregorian chants or or, yep. or, 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 mantras. And they're, they're repeating yep. these patterns over and over. And wherever you put your head, you start to get a standing wave form inside there. And but it that activates is it for you. Yes. That's cool stuff. Yes, it is. All so, these cool tools, right? They exist. Just mm. go out and find them, use them. If you want to learn more, talk to this lady. You want to learn more, you talk to me. It's it's right. they're they're out there.
0: Sometimes we just need guiding. That's what I found. Like in the beginning, I like trying to weed through all the information is cumbersome and also can be really discouraging. And it depends on what your own stuff is that you're needing yes. to clear, right? That energy that you're sitting at. So having a guide really does help. Like I can't say thank you enough to one coach I had, because she had the key I needed. I had lots and lots and lots of tools that I collected over the years that sat on a shelf, and And then she was my final key.
2: That's the thing, and this is the uh, we have the emergence of the coaching industry that's happened. And Mm -hmm. I call myself a coach, and I know you do too, as well.
1: Yeah.
2: A coach weeds through that stuff and says, "Go do this. Go do this. You'll get these results." (laughs) <laughs> Which is great. Mm-hmm. What what we need is a kind of a hybrid where that person interjects enough destabilizing energy with a question, yep. that that person learns the strategies on their own to come up to the next level within the container that you've you've presented to them. Right. And with that, I mean. How do I do XYZ is a is an appropriate question within that, but ultimately it's the why and the result that the the mentor or the sage already knows that it exists from yeah. an elevated position. And when that relationship is formed, we're starting to we're starting to form into the hero's journey at that point.
0: Oh, I like the hero's journey.
2: <laughs> and that is a different expression because it's a, of a higher order Right. Uh, in the, in the coaching, you know, it's like, Hey coach, what do I do? You do this and stop doing that and do this and do this. Okay. You go out and try that. It either works or it doesn't. And oftentimes there is a result that the, the coach is looking for, mm-hmm. but the, 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 the student hasn't really asked or done the appropriate things yet. They're just changing circumstance.
0: Right. And therefore, sometimes we'll fall back into the same old patterns. Yeah. However, it's this is funny because this is the difference between meditations for me, what you just described. So when I was doing guided meditation, it was all the things I thought I thought I needed to work on. Yeah. When I went into transcendental, it was all the things I actually needed to work on.
2: Yeah. yeah. So
0: it guided me. Honest, an
2: honesty there, yeah.
0: yeah. It took me down paths I never expected to go. It showed me and opened up to me the things that really needed to surface and be cleared and how to clear them. And the greatest part of having a coach or a guide or a therapist or whatever is hopefully they give you the tools so you can, so you can utilize the tool, but the tool is not the answer. The tool is a tool you find the answer and this is yeah. the most beautiful part in those meditations i discovered through the meditation that that the meditation was my tool to really to really find the answers and then things just started naturally surfacing after that yeah. so like moments that had to be worked through just showed up one day i'm in my kitchen and i realize i have to work on this and it's not painful anymore and all of a sudden i'm like whoa I have to empower this and this is how I'm going to do it. And it just becomes intuitive because you have enough of what you need. You have the tools enough to be able to guide yourself, but you need that first one to get through. This is what I found. And I I, like, I'm a big, big believer that at different points we still need guiding and at different points we'll be running, charging, so excited and so open and curious to the life experience. Yeah, And then we'll get caught up in whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hello, human. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that's when you need your guide.
2: Sometimes those guides that show up, uh, oftentimes we have to know what we want first, like yeah. that end result. But really the goal isn't really the goal, is it? It's who we become to achieve the goal. That's the yes. important
0: thing. It's the journey along the way. And it's, yeah. it seems so so cheesy and so cliche yeah. it seems so cliche but it is truly loving the journey because then the experience is completely different on the other end yeah right i will love yeah. i will love my garden even though i had to weed it all the time right to get there i will love that garden and appreciate that garden for what it produces instead of just totally cursing my garden
2: Yeah. Re- recently i had the privilege to go to portugal It was pretty cool. Uh, To get there, I had to go to Dallas, Texas, and then to England. And then, well, in England, switch airports, and then go to Portugal. So it was a bit of a milk run. So I get to to Dallas. My flight's delayed by an hour because there was some sort of hurricane coming into the area, and they had to reroute a few things. (coughs) So I get on my plane. I sit down, and the weaver, the most intelligent uh, thing out there, plunks a lady down next to me. She goes, have you been saved by Jesus yet? (laughs) And I'm like, well, there's only one way to out crazy, crazy is, and that's to to really crazy it up. So I, I was effective with her and we actually parted friends. She was actually quite nice, but she had to get over her conditioning in my presence and then she could go back to whatever she needed to do. I get to London an hour late. Now I have to go from Heathrow to Gatwick. That's 38 miles in an Uber. And I have three hours to do it, but because my plane was late, now I only have two hours.
0: Which you wouldn't think is a big deal, but it can be.
2: Well, in my mind, this is like oh, I'm freaking out. <laughs> but I knew that the only thing that I had to do was move forward. I can't. I can't stay on the plane. They won't let me. I can't stay in the airport because that's not moving towards my result. I have to move forward. So you I have to do something. Of- I moved off of the plane, and magically at the end of the jetway, there's a lady holding a sign saying, anybody going to Faro? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going. She goes, come over here. Is your name on the table. I said, yes, it is. She goes, great. We've rerouted you. You can stay here in Heathrow. You're flying a little later tonight. Here's 10 pounds. Go get some food. I'm like, uh, all I needed to do was get out of my own way and just move forward, and magic occurred. Right. I gave her a big hug. I'm like, thank you so much. This is amazing. I went and had pizza and a beer. I sat around for a little <laughs> bit, found a power outlet for my phone, and then I got on the plane to Faro, which was running late. I get in to Faro at the exact moment my plane, sorry, my I had to fly to I connector. flew into Lisbon at the exact moment my plane to Faro was leaving to go down south. Meaning landing and taking off at the same time. Oh, so you're not. It are not conducive to like getting to my destination. Right. I flip my phone on and there's a text on there. Hey, the flight to Faro is delayed by 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't happen. But there I am. I'm on the ground. I'm going through customs. I'm going through security. They're all like, your plane's leaving. I'm like, no, it isn't. I've got a text message. I run to the gate there. Everybody's still there. They're waiting for a plane. It hasn't shown up yet. I make it to Faro in the middle of the night. I push a button. Uber delivers a car to me in two minutes, and an right. hour later I'm in bed. It all Not bad right?: It all just happened because I, I refused to go I'm, I'm on a different continent. This is amazing. I right. flew through the air with internet and now <laughs> and now people are giving me money and changing my my flight plans around and waiting for me magically to get to me to my destination. And all I have to do is just show up in my authentic
1: self.
0: Oh, that's my favorite, favorite thought these days is all I have to do is show up. All I have to do is show up. I just have to step into it. I just have to show up and then things show up. If I don't show up, they're not there. Right. And it's like, so, so often we, we don't realize how much we, do get in our own ways.
2: Coming home, I I flew out of Faro half an hour late. That means I get to uh, Gatwick and I have two and a half hours to go from Gatwick over to Heathrow to catch my flight. I get in the Uber and we're driving around. It's gimpy because they're on the wrong side of the road. I don't know if you knew that or not. Of course. So so there I am. I'm driving half an hour into the drive, which takes an hour. The driver goes, hey, Scott, When's your flight leave tomorrow? I'm like, it doesn't leave tomorrow. It's 4.30. My flight leaves at 6. He goes, you're never going to make this. I've driven this like 200 times. It's raining right now. There'll be an accident. It this, There's no way. His experience... Right. Was not my experience. I hadn't had the experience yet.
0: The reality is, no, your reality is, and <clears throat> my reality is, yeah. this is what I experienced I now.
2: I think we're going to make it. I think it's going to clear up, and it'll be fine. An hour to the second we pull into Heathrow. <laughs> and he's like, wow, man, it's that's like never happened. happened. Yeah. I right, get out, we're like, thanks very much. I run into Heathrow, Terminal 5, and there I am. I'm like, "I don't, I don't know where to go. I grab the first British air lady. I see, I go, where's security. I already have my boarding pass. She goes, it's down the end 800 meters later. I round the corner and there's British air. Sorry. There's Heathrow security. My mouth goes,
0: oh. it's a big line.
2: There's five people in line.
0: Oh my God. How five. beautiful is that?
2: <laughs> I walk up, I'm grinning from ear to ear. Like, no. so I'm just like, wow. I get, on, I get on the other side this guy's like, what's up with you? Like, I have no idea. This is great. It's 11 minutes from the time I got out of the Uber to the other side of security. That is a record for any airport in any part of the world. It's unheard of. I literally just put my bag down. And he goes, yeah, come on through. Bing, bing, bong. I'm done. Yeah.
0: And Heathrow so, is so <laughs> mad. It's the most insane airport.
2: Yeah. 11
0: minutes. So yeah.
2: now I'm on the other side. I'm like, I don't know where to go. I look at my ticket. It says I got to go to CT gates and i'm like okay i look at the board and it says i have to take a train now where the train is (laughs) hey buddy where's the train oh you go down these stairs over there he gives me the structure i do the behavior i feel good about doing it. i actually feel kind of like weird right now i I have this weird perception i come out of off the train i go up the little escalator and there's my gate right there and at this point i'm like am i dead did I die at some point? <laughs> I don't know if this is really happening this to me This feels right euphoric. Now. Yeah. I go to the, 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 the gate and I ask the question to the guy. Hey, I got a stupid question for it. In perfect British humor, and he goes, there's no stupid question, sir. Just stupid people. <laughs> I'm like, ha, that's uh, very funny, you jerk, you jerk. I'm like, here's my passport. I'm actually on this flight. He goes, yeah, we'll call you in 20 minutes. Yep. I'm like, okay. Right. I get on the plane, but that's an,
0: I truly believe that's energetic. I do like the things that open up to us, the broadband that we are experiencing, the radio station we're on, whatever you want to call it, things are either resisting, which you are not or in flow of, right? I'm just in flow. I'm just accepting this for what it is. The experience is good. And I'm just going to take it and make it the best I can.
2: Well, I was staying within my primary way of doing things. That's just do the behavior, do the behavior. It doesn't matter how I feel. If I'm good, I'm good. If I'm bad, I'm still good. It doesn't I'm matter. Still good. The structure will happen. It will, it will take place. Today I walked downstairs. I'm like, I'm going to go to breakfast. So I walked downstairs and there's a guy I, I don't know yet, but I met him. And all of a sudden the people who I've been thinking about, they appear. I was trying to sort out what's the perfect time for me to go down. I don't know. If I'd have showed up 10 minutes earlier, so would they. They would have that. But no, they would have showed up as well. That's uh, how it works. I,
0: I see what you're saying. Okay. Because the inter, right. It's, the, it's all. The connection was. It,
2: it wasn't up to me. It just. I have to get out of my own way. Just go, get do
0: it. Out of the own,
2: yeah. I yeah. isn't
0: that the statement of a lifetime? Get out of your own way. Oh,
2: but it's understanding what that means, and then when I when I say understanding, it's either you're embodying it and yep. doing it, or you've you've got a fundamental uh, reference point. For me, it's just like ah, I just stop thinking and just start doing something. Doing. And that's 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 my way of doing it. For my wife, she's got to feel into it. How do I feel about going downstairs? I feel good about it. She off, she goes, and magic happens. Magic happens either way for her. Actually, if she doesn't do it, it's still good as well because the structure forms anyhow. It's. I wish I had that skill set, but I don't. <laughs> it happens. Funny.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I could talk to you all day. <laughs>
2: I know. What are we coming up on? Two hours? That's pretty good.
0: Oh Actually, it's God. over
2: over two hours with the P break, <laughs> break with with so. a P break.
0: With a P break. Yeah. All right. Um we should <laughs> we should we should end today's episode.
2: <laughs> just, oh. we, and by day we meant we're doing a marathon. Let's we're, keep we're, going. You know. Yeah,
0: we're just gonna have a <laughs> four-hour, five hour, we're just gonna have a workshop with you guys today. Yep. Hope you liked it. <laughs> Hope you're gleaning a lot from this because we've given, uh, actually, it's interesting. When you hear something, when you read something, what you glean from it is really, again, vibrational, right? It's like what you're open to at that time. And then this is why so often we'll read a book a year later and we'll be like, oh my God, I didn't remember that. Or holy cow, how did I not like, and you're picking something else up. Because you're more open to it and you're more ready. So there's often books that I've read again and I'm like, wow, this is mind blowing. And I tend to not read many books now that are not, um, nonfiction or that are not moving me in a direction. Yeah. I can't remember the last nonfiction book I read actually. Although it is nice to watch or, um, read them sometimes, but, but point being, um, I hope you gleaned a lot from what we've discussed today because we gave a ton of nuggets in this. Get out of your own way is a mantra. Get out of your own out
2: of your own way. <laughs> I got some mic again.
0: <laughs> resistance is a big deal. Like the I am right is creating a resistance. Be open. Oh, your thoughts really do truly drive the resistance you create. And I, I I cannot stress that enough. Your thoughts create this <laughs> resistance. Being open. Find your guide too. Because your guide will literally take you to like the unteenth level that yeah. you didn't expect and didn't even know existed. Like learning transcendental was a big deal for me. But also learning one other tool for me was like, or one other, I guess for me, it was a key.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. The meditation was the tool, but I did learn a key. And then that was it. Like everything else soared after that. And even my coach at the time was like, What the hell happened to you? And I'm like, Oh my God, I like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Sometimes that little two percent shift is all it takes. It's it can be a minor, minor little drop.
0: I think everything that, is is tweaking.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right? These We're, big, a big violent karate chop to the uh, you know, the psyche can have you can be destabilizing but it could be also too too traumatic too uh
0: too much too much, too quick.
2: Too much so too quick. little little influences can help
0: although it's funny because when i think about that one key it literally was me learning okay so for me that key was learning roles when yeah. i learned roles for me that was life changing like it t- it totally altered everything it was such a significant profound like knowledge that took me to a level of holy shit and it allowed me to really move through traumas that I had d- I didn't know I one some I didn't even know I was still carrying and two ones that I just did not know how to let go of those wounds I just didn't know and I'd seen other coaches and I'd seen it like I would talked to a therapist before and nothing was jiving and learning something so simple because it is simple but not really it was the key I needed. I carried yeah. all these tools, like encyclopedias on a freaking bookshelf. That was me, right? But I Swi- needed- to- Swiss
2: army knife, no idea what it's for. Right,
0: that's yeah. exactly it. I had yeah. a ton of these tools and just didn't know how to use them. And yeah. it was that key for me that unlocked it. So find your guide. And I say guide often instead of coach or your mentor or your teacher or whatever guide you need whichever form that comes in, but they are your guide because yeah. ultimately it's you who discovers the deepest meaning. And that's us at our highest, our highest state. Yeah.
2: That's right. Love it. Okay. Very good. Thanks, Brady.
0: Um, thank you so much for being on this, in this series, Scott, like I love the conversation we had today. That's good. Good, See, good, good. High state, beaming, glowing, yeah, feeling like awesome. a kid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's,
2: yeah. that's good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm very glad.
0: Okay. Well, go have fun at this event. And go you take bet. some amazing pictures. Well,
2: I'm, Actually, uh, I'm on downtime today. Uh, and I fly back tomorrow. The, the event is, is, is wrapped. It wrapped yesterday. It was an exclusive event. Um, the content, fantastic, but I'm missing like 90% of it because a lot of it was online and this is the live portion of it. Uh-huh. But the stuff that I did get. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty amazing.
0: So, yeah, anything that opens and expands us, right? You bet. Yeah, love it. Okay. okay. Until next time, because I'm you sure there you. will be another one.
2: <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Well, beautiful souls, that concludes this week's episode. I know it was a little bit long, but how awesome was that? Learning about how our energy state can affect the thoughts we're even thinking. How crazy, right? It's not really crazy. Think about when you're in a really high state, how open you are to creativity and new ideas and solutions. Whereas when we're in a really pissed off, bound, low state, we tend to be very, very closed off to a lot of thoughts and and moving forward is really difficult. So really great to be aware of your energy, really understand how much it affects you. And when Scott and I talked about this, I should have actually mentioned this. There are multiple ways... By which we can release traumas, release the experiences of our lives, create new meanings for things. And we can do it from an energetic space or we can do it from a mental space. So it's up to you to decide which way you want to do it. And no matter which way you choose, again, I recommend a guide. (laughs) Get someone who knows how to take you through it. Because seriously, trying to do this on your own. It takes forever. And the whole point of having a coach or a guide or a mentor is that you do this much faster and a lot less painfully. (laughs) Seek your guide. If I am your guide, come to fearitgoes.com or contact me through uh, the link that's in the show notes. And until next week, my beautiful peeps, If you're loving the podcast, give us five stars. Give us a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Come comment at fearitgoes.com. There's a space for commenting. Come sign up for our newsletter. Every week I put out stuff and every week the content I give is different. So come join the Fear It Goes community in oh so many different places. (laughs) We love you and we love your comments. Keep them coming. Until next week, beautiful peeps, cannot wait to bring you next week. I love this series. (laughs) Have an absolutely extraordinary week.